0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer. This is your host, Joe Meyer. Thank you for being here with me once again as we uh, uh, kick off another episode. I know it's been, uh, again, I know I say this all the time, but I know it's been a few weeks. um, And I just wanted to catch up with everybody out there, let everyone know how everything is going um, with the new job and life and um, and what, what, what the outlook looks like, right? So um, doing all right so far, right? Ultimately, right now, <laughs> you know, um, I guess nothing to complain about, so to speak, right? Um, but there's always something to complain about in life, right? There's always something that we are just not happy with. Uh, But let me kick off our episode um, with our song here, and uh, I don't know if I've played this one before, but it is one of my favorite artists, Um, and it's The Prodigy, and I I think you'll like it, but I think it reminisces exactly how many of us feel sometimes, right? So let me play it. I don't know, I love the prodigy. I mean Rest in peace, Keith Flint, you know, he died I think 2017, I think it was. Yeah. Suicide. Unfortunately. Can't only imagine what he was going through, right? Oh 2019, sorry. March 4th, 2019. Hung himself in his cottage or home or something um although i didn't listen to all their all their music right i mean i listened to this main album that was back in the 90s um watched their music videos i mean you would think that someone as successful as keith flint and the prodigy like what would he have to complain about you know But, it, it, you know, the fact of the matter is, it doesn't really matter how successful you really are, how much money you have. Um, Deep down, if there's something inherently you feel broken inside you, it's hard to to overlook that, right? It's hard to just move on and say, hey, you know what, I'm just going to forget about it. No, I mean, money does only so much for people. It does give you some comforts, like a home, which is important, right? Um, The ability to buy um, what you need in life, you know, not having the need to always feel like you're going to struggle. But I don't really know exactly Keith Flint's, you know, situation. I do know from what I've read, he was, I think, in $7 million worth of debt. And he had bought a brewer, a pub, and uh, he was still making music at that point, as far as I know. But uh, I, he was struggling with something, you know, something he was going on. But um, but I think um, I mean the prodigy is still performing. I mean, to this day, I mean, um, I, I even hear their. I know they're massive in Europe. They're widely popular still here in the good old U.S. I mean, we like them, but I don't know if they're as popular as they are in Europe. Um, You know, um, but again, uh, look them up if you ever find out their music. Um, But why did I start off with that song? Right. Right. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Something about it—the the name of it, breathe—and um, you know, being that we are in a state of stress in our country, in our world, um, and especially in the Middle East, right, which is I know thousands of miles away from us. Oftentimes people don't even care because they're like, oh, well, that's not even here. But those kind of problems can and will come to our country one day, right? We have a lot of issues in this country. We have a great deal of problems that are surfacing to the top that people are unwilling to look at, to pay attention to, to try to really make some real action like homelessness, homelessness like mental illness in this country, right? Um, I was reading somewhere where I live in the state of California, and um, the state of California, uh, there's a new law I think that was going to pass that are already passed, signed into law that will allow, um, I'm trying to remember if it was Florida, Oregon, I forget. I think it was California where um, you will have the ability to admit family members into a, a mental asylum, right? Um, well, let me see if I can find out more about that. Um, I forget what it's called, uh, but it's important. Why is that important? I'm just looking now. I forget because it is important. Okay, so Governor Newsom signed signature mental health policy lot involuntary treatment of more Californians with severe mental illness, and then some fear the laws will infringe on the civil liberties of people confined against their will. And I, I, I can see that happening. Truly, you know. You know, I I am someone who understands, in a way, mental illness. You know, I understand the effects it can have on people. And no one, not even those who struggle severely, would probably want to be put away. You know, I I get it that that some people feel like they're doing um, justice by helping those family members or friends or somebody um, get them treatment. Forcing treatment on them. Um, And, you know, again, some part I agree and some part I don't. You know, I, I look at, like, I think it was the 18th or 19th century, 20th century, when we used to have, I believe, voluntary committals where people could take their family, kids, whoever, commit them to a mental institution, and they could be stuck there. And they could be lobotomized and they could be severely treated. And, and, you know, the sad thing is that in the name of science, we have done some horrific things for mental health. You know, one of those is lobotomies, right? And, you know, I couldn't even imagine going through that and what that would look like. But we had shock treatment, probably. I don't know if it's still used today. But horrible acts all in the name of science, right? Did did it help? Did it heal anybody? Some say it did. Some say it, it didn't. I don't know. I don't really think shock treatments and lobotomies would help anybody, right? But I guess due to the times, they didn't have a lot to go off of, right? But who knows? But that's where we're headed again. You know, are we headed back to those days? Um, we used to have poor farms in this country, right, and, and other countries. Poor farms were those for, you know, those people, you know, they, they, they housed basically like the homeless, the poor, the mentally ill. The, they put them all in there the, and, and just left them and forgot about them, threw away the key. And and oftentimes people would die. People would be killed in those places and, and just forgotten, right? It's just amazing, right? Um. Oh, and just to reiterate, it's called the Care Court. Um, the Care Court is new. Some signature mental health legislation begins rolling out in seven counties: Glen, Orange, Riverside, San Diego, San Francisco uh, counties. Open their community assistance, recovery, and empowerment court. Empowerment care courts. The rest of the state will follow next year. Addressing serious mental illness among the states. The state's growing unhoused population is a major focus on all the initiatives. Yeah, that's another place that they will put homeless in those places, right? Um, and, and we'd like to think that those people are getting the care that they really need. But we will really know, right? We don't know when those doors are closed if those people are getting misused treated abused or even if they live right you know um i'm just reading some of the articles here it says why some families want involuntary treatment many families of seriously mental ill individuals say are thrilled with Eggman's bill and with other policy shifts i think and i think personally the tide is fully turning finally turning that we're on our way to really doing something to help these very sick people get the treatment that they need and, and who 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 is who who in their, has the right mind to say that these people need treatment a family member so if a family member thinks that I need mental illness treatment they could just put me away even though maybe I'm okay but maybe they want to put me in the in the court systems right and totally derail my life is that what we want to do there are a lot of people out there who struggle that get through life who go to work every day who pay their bills who pay their taxes and, and you know and struggle but they and they're mentally ill but they do it right i'm not calling myself mentally ill but i'm someone who struggles i'm struggle who struggles does that mean they just put me away And then my family here just suffers, and who who cares who takes care of them? Who cares how their bills get paid? It's just going to ruin lives. Yeah. You know, there are better ways than, in my opinion, putting people in the court systems and putting them away and throwing away the key, right? Maybe many of you may think that that's not going to happen. But it could happen, right? You know? Um, But who knows? Who knows but anyways <sighs> take a breath. Um how's everything going? Right? For those of you out there knowing that I started the job in early September, um it's going well, you know, training the people have been wonderful. I feel comfortable there. I, I have people who are kind to me. I have people who treat me with respect. This may be a bold statement, but although for most workplaces, people have always treated me decently. But in a way, they never treated me in a way, I don't know, that this place treats me, right? This place seems to treat 10, feels like they're going to treat me a lot better, right? Um... But it's too early to tell, right? I don't know the future, you guys. In this place of employment, many people who work there have been working there for 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years, right? And um, it's awesome to see that, right? I hope I have that kind of longevity. If I have that kind of longevity, then I think I would be okay right? Mentally, physically, financially, I think I would be okay. But only the future can hold. I don't tell the future. God only knows the future, right? You know? You know, seriously, um, there are things I struggle with right now. Um, still to this day, right? I still struggle with mental health, right? I still struggle with uh, a sense of um, feeling worthy. This job particularly, I'm necessarily starting to now feel that I know I can do it. I know I can succeed. I just need time. You know, but I often think about this year. I think about my choices that I made. I think about the money that was lost. Yeah, you know, and the the bridges I burned, so to speak, um, and how my career or journey could have been okay earlier in the year and i wanted it to be because the job that i took on back in may i was really hopeful that that job would be okay that i would stay there for a long period of time right although in all honesty there was really no guarantee in that job there's no guarantee in any job but in that job particularly i was considered a contractor and I, I, in all honesty, I, I felt like I was a contractor. What I mean by that is I didn't really feel like a regular employee. I felt like uh, there are regular employees that were there. And although I did the same job of a regular employee, I didn't feel like a regular employee. You know, I felt like my job could be eliminated at any point, right? Because I was I was a contractor, right? Um, so. God only knows, right? God only knows where he wants to put us sometimes. There are people that are still struggling out there today, trying to make it, trying to get that opportunity, trying to uh, overcome a layoff, a firing. And it's tough out there, right? Especially, um, you know... When you look out there and there's people getting still laid off even today, and and I, I can only imagine some getting laid off this month, right before the holiday season, like, um, employers can't wait until after you at least let people enjoy their holiday season, right? I can understand regardless getting laid off at all, but uh, getting laid off right before the holiday season when people, uh, you know. Need the, the, the insurance, need the money, need the peace of mind to know that they're going to be okay. Uh, you know, maybe it doesn't really make a difference, but maybe it does. Because, in my opinion, when you lay off somebody at the end of the year, most employers, if I'm not mistaken, they may not be wanting to hire at the end of the year due to the holiday season. So, somebody may get an opportunity next year, right? Now, I've been here, I was let go from a position back in October of 2019, and I landed an opportunity um, where I got the job offer in end of December, two days before Christmas, which is a great Christmas gift, and then I started in early January, and then I left that job. I was there for seven months, which was a good company, by the way. It was a company I always wanted to work for. But I left after seven months and went to the company that I was laid off from. And I was there almost three years. So I guess I am thankful, right? And then this opportunity opened up to where I am today. And I I, I truly believe it's going to open doors for me. It really is. You know? You know? But it was a hard year. It was difficult. You know? But other than that, trying to rebuild. Financially, things are tough because of this year. And I know I'm not the only one. People are really struggling out there. Trying to take care of my mental health, my body. It's hard right now because... I slowly but surely, and it's not slowly but surely, but in a way my my weight gain is starting to creep back to where I was before. And it, it really is concerning to me. It affects my mental health. It affects myself because I don't want to go back to the way I was physically. It's not healthy. But there are certain factors that have affected me from gaining weight. One would be Lack of exercise. So one of those reasons is because I'm a hybrid employee now, meaning I go to the office three, four days out of the week. I have one day, which is Friday, to work from home. I start my day or go to work around 7 a.m. So I have to get up early so that I can leave earlier so I can get back home on time during in the evening so I can prepare for my new, another job, my teaching, Right. In a way, I, I, I'm very envious of those people who get to go to, to work and go home after the end and go exercise and, and, and do that. I had many years like that where I would go myself. I would take my family. would go to the 24-hour fitness and exercise for a couple hours, and it was very nice. But it was also a stressful time. These were different times. These were years ago, and it was our way to get out of the house too being stuck at home because my wife was, you know, stuck all day at home. It was her way of, our way of getting her out of the house as well. Right. And we would enjoy our time together. And from where we lived in the time in Los Angeles, the gym was kind of far. Like it was like, took us at least a half hour to get there half hour to 45 minutes to get one way, right? And I remember those days where I'd come home from work and get home around maybe 5 or 5.30, eat dinner, and then go to the gym, and we'd be there for a couple hours, and we'd get out of there around 8 and come home around 9. And the whole family was there, me, wife, and our daughter. And it was a good time. I'm not saying it wasn't, but it was, you know, uh, I miss the fact that now I am not a fully remote employee. I can't work out during the day. And it affects me because when lack of exercise equals weight gain, right? And I'm doing my best to, you know, eat better and maintain how much I eat because I don't overeat. You know, and I have to watch that, but it's difficult. Stress levels adds to my weight gain. Um, you know, I have to be careful at the job of, you know, what I eat there as well, because they have like a, a full-blown kind of uh, cafe where they make food, fresh food there. And they have almost a lot of food, different food they have breakfast and lunch they have breakfast burritos, breakfast sandwiches they have you know, omelets, they have salad bar, they have a fruit bar they have um, hamburgers they have uh, specialty dishes that they make every day they have a, a Starbucks cafe that somebody especially makes Starbucks drinks there they have candy chocolate, sodas water, and it's just like they have everything you'd want to Have there that I've never had before, and I gotta watch it. I've gotten into habit, or I'm starting to get a habit of bringing my lunch to work because it does get you know their food's fairly cheap. It does add up, right? Um, But trying to maintain that, you know, my wife is working two jobs. And sometimes she works, literally on Saturdays, two jobs. She works in early in the morning. We get up really early at 6 a.m., take her to her 6 a.m. job, and she gets out around 2.30. And then she starts her next job around, like, 4, and then she's all the way there until, like, late. And that's Saturday and Sunday. And then she works in her job or our no, other job in the evening on Mondays, all day, from 8 p.m. to like 4 a.m. All right? So, again, it's, it's hard. Certainly hard. And I, I worry for her. I worry for her, because I worry um, about... Her strength, I worry about um, her ability to, because it's a very physical job for both of them. And I worry about that, you know, I really do. I'm concerned, you know, I really am. And I hope, you know, I want her to work just one job, you know, but one of the jobs, the reason she's going through this, my wife, is because they cut her hours and, you know, not that I'm forcing her, but it's, it, you know, 40 hours is important for our financial well-being. And it's not because I want her to, but um, I'm trying to change that, I really But anyways Let me play this next song And uh, I'm going to probably make our talk a little shorter today Only because I probably have to pick up my wife from work soon (laughs) And uh, get her ready for her next job (laughs) But this one is actually from one of my favorite artists It's um, Rage Against the Machine I played them before this is actually more of an older song, but I I don't know. For some reason, it, it really brings me in. So hopefully you like it. Mm-hmm. Love their music. Shame, you know they don't really play that often anymore. But, but they are a good group, excellent group. Tom Morello, Morello, Morello. <laughs> I always hear him on Sirius, right? But a good artist, right? But anyways, getting ready for the week, getting ready for October. I mean, in a couple weeks, it's already Halloween, which kicks off other holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, the New Year. I mean, these last few years, weeks, or months are going to be very busy because um, at work, this is our busy season from October till January or mid January. And um, they've already told us that, but I am still kind of slash training supporting the team. I'm not taking on projects yet. I won't probably be taking on projects until probably next year, most likely, um, which is fine, right? Um, but I will say that everything seems to be going okay right now. Um, financially, things are still tough because I'm trying to recover. I still live in somewhat regret in the sense of the, the choices I've made this year and things that happened. It's gonna be it's it's gonna take time for me to move on from that and I know I need to because I can't be carrying that on. Right. I am thankful I have a job. I have colleagues or friends who worked at the same company I did previously and they are looking for work and it's tough. It's tough. And I, I'm concerned about them as well. And I and I keep them in my prayers. I really do. I need to pray more for them to get opportunities because I, I don't want them to become vulnerable, right? Uh, I'm hopeful that they don't struggle with mental illness like I do at times with with the stress because it is stressful, right? I cringe to think how, um, you know, how... People struggle, especially in, in during the month of September was, um, you know, and, and people deciding to, you know, end their life because they can't get through a, a time in their life that shouldn't should be very remarkable, meaning they should be able to get through it. But sometimes they don't. And it's hard, you know. It's hard. And I worry for them. But there's a lot of people out there struggling. All I know is that they, those individuals who don't know God sh- should get to know God. Right? And rely on Him. Rely on Him. because he is he is the one who who has everything in his control he knows he knows exactly what job is out there for you he knows exactly what opportunities he's going to open the doors for for you right he knows certainly I'm going to read, I know I haven't read this in a while, but let me, let me, let's, let me see, what are we, October 14th, right? i read a scripture here, or, or a devotional, I should say. This one, again, is from Strength for Today, David Jeremiah. Heart and habit, establish a word to your servant Who is devoted to to fearing you? Psalm 119.38 Some things naturally go together. Salt and pepper, bread and butter, pencil and paper, needle and thread. When it comes to godliness, God has given us all we need. But we must diligently provide two parts of the equation. A devoted heart and disciplined habits. Psalm 119.38 alludes to both. Our hearts must be devoted to fearing, revering God. We must form habits that establish us in the word. Notice the two key words in this verse. Devoted. Devotion is better than dedication, isn't it? We can be dedicated to something without being devoted to it. Some people are dedicated to preserving their marriage, but not lovingly devoted to their spouse. We must keep our hearts tender, receptive, and thirsty for the Lord. Established. Being established in the word requires continual reading, studying, pondering, applying, and sharing. Little happens without steady habits, and habits are hard to sustain unless we work energetically to establish them. Reaching goals requires a commitment and consistency. To live a godly life, we must diligently develop a heart of devotion and engage the habit of godliness. Right? Amen to that. Right. So as I kick off this episode again, I thank you all For being a part of my life. Supporting me. Listening to me. And hopefully it brings you some comfort that I'm doing okay. If it wasn't okay at this moment, I would tell you. And you know I have. Um, You know when I'm not feeling well. When I'm not happy about something. Right now, I'm, I'm not content about my weight. But I am working on it. You know, I really am. I even went to the doctor. Um to see if he would be willing to provide me some type of treatment like, um, you know, to help me in my weight loss journey again, like Wacovi which is a weight loss drug. But they're severely back ordered until December. And that's just like um, kind of similar to the Ozempic pill, but that one's for diabetes. This one's for weight loss. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess I'm just going to have to do it, uh, stick to those methods that I've done before, you know. And I can do it. I know I can. Well, everyone, thank you for being here with me as we kick off, as we have another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer. I look forward to giving you more updates on my job this month, these weeks, this year, and trying to finish it out this week as as this month and being successful. Wish everyone have a blessed week. And until we meet again, thank you for being with me once again.